You are listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org, and broadcasting live from our offices on Elm Street. This is another episode of The Show with Michelle Turner. Thank you so much, Lucy. Good morning to you. It is a Media Maven Tuesday, and we are overtaking the airwaves here at WNHH. This is the show, and as you heard, my name is Michelle Turner, and we are talking sports. Yay! Finally, I get to talk a little bit of sports, and my sports guru is in the studio with me. The one, the only, Editor Emeritus, I got it right, right? Cool, yeah. Of the Black Athlete Collegiate Sports Network. Sports Network. Yeah, it's just simple. It's simple. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start writing it down until mm-hmm. I have it in my head. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tony McLean is here. Thank you so much for coming in today. Not a problem. How you doing? Good, good, good. Eat a lot of turkey? I got my share. You got your share? I got my share. What about pie? Because that's got my, my downfall. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, <laughs> I had all the four major food groups. Yeah, so I'm good. With a lot of sugar and mm-hmm. salt, of course, of course. We'll do that anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, regardless of the holiday. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little NBA first. Okay. All right. So our friend, the coach. Which one? Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Doc was not necessarily known as a hothead in the NBA. Kind of, you know, give you a side eye or you know, make a face or Mm -hmm. go and talk to the refs. But he wasn't known for a temper. He's shown a little bit of that on the bench. But the other night, he got thrown out of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think, um, you know, when Doc came to the Clips. um, That's the L.A. Clippers, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, If you don't don't know by now, something's wrong. (laughs) But um, there was a lot. There was high expectations. Right. A lot of people thought that, you know, he would be the guy that would, you know, be one of the guys that would help them get over. They wanted they got Chris uh, Paul not mm-hmm. too long afterwards, and they added um, Blake Griffith. So all the signs were there for the Clippers to, you know, dare I say it. Uh, Win a championship. Or, 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 or be, be, you know, eclipse the Lakers mm-hmm. as the uh, most popular team in L.A., now, that hasn't happened yet. I mean, you could argue that they were at one point were more popular mm-hmm. than the Lakers while the Lakers were going through their yep. transition. But the NBA is the most, to me, the NBA is the most cruelest sport of all. You get a five to six year window to win, mm-hmm. and if you don't, you you know you wind up being it, it winds up being worse than being the worst team in the league. You're in that mediocre thing, right? Not right. good, and not good enough. It's a to purgatory. Get a, well, it's not not good enough to get a lottery pick, uh-huh. but good enough to you know make the playoffs and maybe get to the second round or whatever. And see, also they're in the West, which is top heavy. Yeah, so right. that makes it even right. that makes it even doublier. So I think the frustrations of what they've uh, of of their, I don't want to say they've underachieved. I just think that. I think that their window to win a championship is gone. Is gone. I really, I, 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 unless they make a run this year or make some sort of a trade. I know there were a lot of rumors in off season they were gonna not so much um, unload the team, but there was uh-huh. rumors that I guess like a Blake Griffiths, you know, Griffiths name came right. up. A few other folks' names come up, but um, 
I think right now, if they don't win within another year or two, I think it's going to, excuse me, I think it's going to be bupkis for them. Well, let me ask you this. Does it need a shakeup as far as the player lineup or is it front office? A little bit from column A and a little bit from column B, mm-hmm. I think, because that that core has been there for a while. You know, they almost lost, yeah. you know, they almost lost uh, the kid to uh, Dallas and he and they basically hijacked him and kept him uh, in, in L.A. But, you know, basically they're the, 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 the crazy thing with them was the height. The height for them was when they knocked off the uh, Spurs. Right. A few years back right. in a in a seven game series. But right. then they in turn wind up getting beat by the Grizzlies. Especially, and it was even more, and it was even worse because the clinching game, they were at home, they're up 20, they're literally one quarter away from advancing to the Western Conference Finals, Mm -hmm. and then the ghost of Bill Walton and Derek (laughs) Smith and all those other Clippers came back, and they wind up getting beaten seven games. Right. And they haven't been in the same sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, like I said, in the NBA, you get that four to five year window to win, and if you don't, it's it, it so, gets ugly. So okay, and it it's good that you bring it up this way because, um, you know, Scott Brooks is going to come back to K OKC mm-hmm. after being fired just almost under a year. He was fired in April mm-hmm. of uh, last year, so now he returns with another team to play OKC, mm-hmm. and at the same time, uh. You have things going on with the Chicago Bulls as to, you know, what their window is. And people have so many expectations. So when you start to talk about that window, what gets you past it? I think you have to, you know, you have to have a seminal moment, you know, back, you know, back in the 80s. Um, the Pistons could never, you know, the Pistons didn't do it until they were able to get by the Celtics. Yeah. The Bulls weren't able to do it until they got by the Pistons. The Knicks. The Knicks weren't able to do it until they got by the Bull. I mean, you know, it, it's it's that cycle. Yeah, yeah. And the the thing is now, with, and, and I'll use uh, the Bulls and the Clippers as an example, <clears throat> other than with, with the, with the uh, Clippers, like we said, mm-hmm. other than that seminal series with the Spurs, they really haven't done anything. The, the, the sad thing with the Clippers is they, um, the whole Donald Sterling thing has right. probably been more of a focus for them and not in a good way because I, I you know, I felt they could have, you know, they could have um, really forced the league's hand at the time uh, when the whole Sterling thing uh, happened. Mm-hmm. But that's been the seminal thing for them basically since the whole Doc Rivers uh, era has, has been, been there. And, Again, because the roster hasn't really changed that much, mm-hmm. uh, other than you know you got a Paul Pierce here, right? And, uh, you know, you which is wh- why is Paul Pierce still well, no, playing? Well, well, you know, Pierce, Pierce is a lot like a lot, a lot of these guys that they just you know they have to be physically sent be be told go home, <laughs> go home. You're one of now. Personally, I thought when he went there last year, I thought it was good because see. The thing about the clips with the great players that they have, mm-hmm. you need to have that sort of Yoda type uh, mm-hmm. guy that's mm-hmm. been there, that knows the wars and everything right. like that. Right. And I, you know, people forget 
when he that one year that he did in Washington, that was the one year where John Wall and uh, the other kid actually talked to each other. Right. And now they don't. And Washington is literally in that purgatory. Well, yeah. see, the purgatory in the East as opposed to purgatory in the, the West, West is different. You could still be under 500 and maybe get a 6-7 seed in the East <laughs> with the way things go there. But but um, but that being said, the whole, the whole Yoda thing never seemed to materialize out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because, you know, that's his hometown and all right. that other stuff. Right, right. And now they brought him back again, and you know, again, still nothing, still and, nothing. And see, I myself, you know, the first couple months of the NBA season, to me, it's yeah, you take it seriously. But I know myself after say July, like put it this way, I don't really start watching the NBA in earnest until conference play starts in uh, college basketball. Okay. By then you've played say 25 30 games. Mm-hmm. You have a, you get a good gauge on what you know on on where you're at. Right. The Eastern teams have already made their uh, West Coast trip and vice versa and now you're starting to see how things progress, what things can do and everything like that. But there's certain but because the season is the way it is and because of where teams are, you have to sort of use the first say 20 30 games to get mm-hmm. engaged and say, okay, is this team really, really there or yeah. not? And I think with the Clippers, um, they're going to have, I think they're going to have to make some sort of a move. I don't think they have to like, you know, gut the team, but you've got to add some sort of a Something's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll use this as an example as an old, old Nick fan. Um, the year after they won the title, that first title, they got knocked out in the first round by the uh, Baltimore, the old Baltimore Bullets, as, right. you know, as, as the Wizards, Washington Wizards, as of now. A year later, they were on that. You know, this was a veteran team. They were on the verge of either becoming really, really old mm-hmm. or becoming whatever. Mm-hmm. They went out and got a guy by the name of Earl Monroe, mm-hmm. and it literally sparked them, and they won that title a year later. Now they got to the they got to the title and they got to the finals in seventy two, but they ran into that uh, sixty nine and thirteen Lakers team that no one was going to beat that year. Right. But then the next year they beat that same team in five games and get it. And now uh, midway in the season before is when they got Earl, and they sort you know they was they were still learning each other. They were still mm-hmm. whatever. But then in seventy three, it all came together. Uh, they knocked off the Celtics in uh, seven games, beat them in the seventh game at Boston Garden, and then they went on to beat the Lakers in five. So it's something that can happen. Historically, we've seen it a lot. You know, we saw when... Um, well, we saw it with Jeremy Lin yeah, in the Knicks for that brief shining moment. Yeah, well, but see, Jer- you know... You don't Jer- agree? No, because because Jer- Jeremy Lin was a two-week wonder, and he's still making money off of those two weeks, the way I look at it. I would look at like when the when the Rockets got Clyde Drexler. Okay. When right. they won when they uh when they you know won right. the, the second of the back to back titles. Uh I would say um let me I'm trying to think of some um mid season moves. The Drexler one comes to mind. You don't see it as much now because of the cap or what have you, but there's certain times where you say to yourself, you know, we need something. Now yeah. you hear all these rumors now 
about um, uh, DeMarcus Cousins possibly going to the Wizards because of his friendship with John Wall right. from the UK days back in the day. You know, he could be a difference man. Now, I know people... You think he could make a difference? Hey, he's the dominant center, and let's face it, you don't have... You don't have many dominant centers in the East. Dwight mm. Dwight Howard don't count. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with you on that one. So, so what you're saying then is is that Doc is pretty frustrated. I think he's it's, pretty I, frustrated. I think I think the I think the franchise and the team is frustrated because I think they even see their window because West. Let's face it. Right now, the Western Conference is still the top conference, even though the yeah. Cavs are the champs. Right. I think. You know, most of your basketball fans still look at the West, the West. as as yeah. the as the top conference. And when you realize that teams like Minnesota, like um, Phoenix, like Memphis, are still sort of lurking about now, Minnesota's still trying to find their way. But, yeah, but there's a lot of hype involved in them. At some point, they're going to get it. And when they do, the thing with the West is every year there's one team that not so much comes out of nowhere. But there's always one team that knocks off one of the big guys, whether it be during the regular season to get that seventh or eighth spot, or either during the play, or either during the playoffs. And this is probably a year because you got San Antonio in transition. Uh huh. You got the you got Golden State still trying to find themselves as well. The wild card in this is uh well, there's two wild cards really: Houston and OKC. Because if, if Russell Westbrook has this type of year that that he's beginning he can, to have, if he can physically hold up uh-huh. between now and then, they could be an interesting team. I don't, you know, I don't think you're going to see the days of one guy carrying a team to the finals, but well, because teams really aren't structured that way anymore, and the way the league and see the way the, the league, league is, is now too, and see, yeah. Back in the day, you always, you know, the first round was always, you know, the prelim round, like, you know, like three out of five. Right. All series are best of seven now. And it's done for TV. Right. So it, you know, only thing that goes. You're worn out. Really? Well, only thing that lasts longer than an NBA season is gone with the win part two. (laughs) And it it just drags on and on and on and on. And then when the playoffs start, then they want to crush, they want to crush all those games right together. Right. And. You know, we you know we've seen with certain teams when they have those back to back games how sometimes they can you know sometimes that that usually is the difference as to whether you're going to be an elite team right or a pretty decent team right right well a couple of things in in speaking of OKC as I said a minute ago uh, this is Scott Brooks' return this week to OKC and I don't know if that's really made a difference in letting him go. I mean, you know, they, they said the team was slow, stale, tired under him, but it doesn't look like now that, now that uh, Kevin Durant is gone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's made a difference there. There right now, if you go by just what you've seen right now, they're sort of a middle of the road team. Yeah. Very. I mean, they're probably a little bit better than people thought, but still, when you look at it big picture wise, how how far? The sad thing is, we always judge everything through the postseason. You know, the regular right. season almost you know no Never one really counts. cares in a sense, and you know, as the Warriors found out in a cruel way yes. uh, this past year. <laughs> but the thing is, when you look at them on the surface, you say to yourself, 
not going to be able to carry. I mean, if somebody like Michael Jordan couldn't carry, you know, Jordan didn't become Jordan until he was able to have Pippen and right. Grant and all exactly. those people around him. Because I remember seeing him in the garden playing the Knicks, and I can't remember if the Bulls won that game or not, but they certainly weren't the super team. No, no. And, and the thing about it is he doesn't really have that supporting cast mm-hmm. on, on, on the, when they, I, I think um, when they let uh, Serge Ibaka go as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. now a lot of that had to do with cap reasons. Right. I was going to say money. They wanted to, you know, they knew that once uh, KD left, they had to sign Westbrook because no one was going to come there to see Steven <laughs> Adams uh, 41 games a night. But that being, that being said, mm-hmm. They're, you know, in many ways, they're probably in a worse situation than the Clippers because they're, and again, I always, it's it's hard to gauge, you know, early on because we're over to like about 15, 20 games in now. Right. It's hard to really gauge how good or whatever, but you like I I was, I watched, you know, you know, being, being the, um, you know, dead butt Nick fan I I am, I watched them against OKC the Mm -hmm. other night Mm -hmm. and yeah, OKC won because you know Westbrook went crazy and because no one, no one on the Knicks could guard him. But that's it. That's a middle. That's a and I'm being nice when I say this. This is a, that's a middle of the road Eastern Conference team. Mm-hmm. You're gonna what are you gonna do when you do that against say uh, Golden State? Now they right. played, they played Golden State earlier right. this year and and they lost. But on a given night, can you do that against Phoenix? Can you do that against uh, the Spurs? Can you do that against Memphis? Can you do that against the Lakers? It's it's that's. That's the, that's always the big unknown because even with the regular season, you can use it as a gauge. But once the playoffs start, you know all bets are off. Well, it's you know it's half court, right? And you know that that plays way. I always I always tell folks you can tell the difference between a regular season NBA game and a playoff game quick. That nice little wide open jumper you would get say in late December, early January. Right. You got somebody in your face uh, come May and June. And you may not even, you know, you may not even, the offense may not even be able to come through you if teams are playing hard enough. So, because everything is about possessions and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, as you mentioned before, Westbrook is now with his third triple-double. So, everybody's saying, is he going to have the kind of season that... uh Oscar Robertson, 61, yes. 62. The only yes. man ever uh, averaged to do a triple it. Do- now, people forget, that was Os- that was the old big old second year in the league. Right. So now Westbrook's already got a little tread on his tires. I mean, he's not the old man. Right. right? He's not, yeah, he's not Paul Pierce. No, 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 he's not, he's not Paul Pierce, but he's not, you know, and I hate to say, he's not Jordan either. And right. I always hate to use that comparison because it's so unfair to, you know, whatever. Whoever. But that being said, like I said, it's the, the the physical thing is going to be the really big thing here because truth be told, James Harden is having a similar type season in yeah. Houston. Truth, yeah. you know, well, very quietly, very quietly. But again, it comes down to can you physically do that eighty one games and then a possible fifteen or twenty uh, postseason wise mm-hmm. if you're lucky. So. My L.A. Lakers and even your Knicks are looking kind of okay. Well, well, we got to remember remember where they came. You know, they, they're coming from the bowels of hell. So <laughs> you know, 
at this point, 500, you know, 500 it's, would be incredible. I would, you know what? I would say the Lakers probably have a little bit more because they have a you have a younger team and the yeah. expectation isn't isn't as, as high. Now they're going to lose young, I guess, for the next yeah they are. few weeks. So that's that's going to hurt. That's going to be a setback a little bit. But see, the situation with them is now you know now that Kobe Bean has finally decided to stay home, really stay home. Mm-hmm. They've got room on the cap. Mm-hmm. They could do some maneuvering. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, now maybe they talk to Sacto and say, what do you want? From what Boogie? do you want from us? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and go from there because I know people look at cousins as sort of a knucklehead at times, but you know what? You can't walk away from 2015 every night. Right. You know, right. What, what, and, and I know he can be a little bit of whatever, but I think a lot of it just has to do with he's, you know, he's, He's in Sacramento, <laughs> you know? And speaking of which, I just saw a tweet about two hours ago, three hours ago, from a site called 538. Yeah, one of those, one of those knockoff ESPN yeah. uh, sites. And the question is, why can't the Timberwolves finish a game? Because they're still, because they're still the Timberwolves. Because they, are they, are they... A young team in that respect. Oh, they're they're babies. I, I mean, know they're babies. Since and I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about last year. Since KG and Marbury uh-huh. left, mm-hmm. what's the most significant thing the T Wolves have done? I'll wait. <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, they're all, they're they're all they're already on. I guess like their fourth coach. They brought back um, Skip Saunders twice, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you know they brought KG back. You know right. it was you know it was nice. You know very heartwarming and everything like that. But you still have to make that transition, and they're making the transition again in the Western Conference. Yeah, and and if they if they were in the East, it might we oh, might see something different. Oh, if they were in the East, they're probably a, they probably maybe win a division, maybe even uh, uh-huh. get one of the top four or five seeds. And, and again, I don't want to bash the East right. because you do have the the, the champs sits you there. Do, right. But still, you but have still, to be realistic. After what, what are we looking at? Three teams in five, three teams over 500 over in the 500, East right now? Yeah, yeah. And then everybody else is sort of, you know, you know, fighting around. I mean, right. this way, when the Sixers won back-to-back games, people were like, it was, it, it was a story because <laughs> they've been, you know, just so right. bad right. the last few years. Well, I mean, you know, the biggest thing about the Sixers within the past year has been them retiring AI's number. You know, that's what everybody kept talking and, and, about. And, and, and privately, they were probably saying, uh, can he come would, back? Would, would you mind, you know, <laughs> how, 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 how the hamstrings, you know? Can you, can you just come in and play a quarter? Uh, even just stand, just stand around and walk over Tyrone Lou for old time's sake, you know? But now, here's the thing. And, and we always talk about, like we said, you know, nobody really is up and coming, so to speak, in the East. But, you know, we get every now and then we get a rattle out of Boston or we get a rattle out of Atlanta. And sometimes we get a rattle out of Charlotte. But it seems, like you said, by the time the All-Star game rolls around and then, you know, those last few games of the season, you just, it's its almost a toss-up. You yeah. just never know. Yeah, yeah. Now, Boston... Boston may may finally be ready to take the other step now. Mm-hmm. I think you know them making the playoffs last year 
did really, and it, and it pains me to say anything nice about the uh, Celtics. <laughs> the Celtics, but as as a Knicks fan, yeah, I get but, it. But 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 you have to be realistic. Let's put it this way. I think if they weren't, if if they're, if they're not able to get to the second round this year, I think it may be a step back for them. Mm. I think that's what I think they're at that point now. They're they're ahead of where the where the Timberwolves are because they've made the playoff. Uh, they've established their stars. They've established you know their coach. You know Stevens. You know is finally you know now that he's been mm-hmm. in the league a little while now he knows um, the in and outs of the league. He's sort of the East Coast version of uh, Billy Donovan in a sense. Well, now he's put his time in. Now he knows the league. He's familiar. You know, uh, everybody's familiar with his system and everything to that effect. They're another team that. And again, I'm, 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 I know there's people probably listening to Sacramento saying, "Why are you trying to trade our one, uh, our one player?" But let's say you put Cousins with Boston. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a game changer for them mm-hmm. because it gives them another another scorer. It takes a little pressure off Isaiah Thomas, and I think I, I'm not saying they're ready to unseat Cleveland, right? But it makes it damn interesting if nothing else in the uh, for the postseason. All right. Let's move to the NFL. Now, I was looking at ESPN, your favorite site, yeah. and um, in evaluating standings, at first I must have looked at the wrong thing because yeah. it had New England as number one. Well, that's their, that's their, that's, you know, you know what, the worst, the worst thing you could do is look at their uh, <laughs> weekly rankings and. It's, 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 it's not. Because, you know, put, put, let's put it this way. With a little set of pom poms next to uh, New England when yeah. they had number one, yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, here's the thing: it's Dallas. Dallas is ten and one. What is Dallas doing right? Finally, stability more than anything else, mm-hmm. and, and their and the defense is playing a lot better than I think people thought. You know, you knew. I felt like uh, Zeke Elliott was the best player was the best player coming out in the draft this year, mm-hmm. no doubt, and and and, and he's showing that. Uh, Prescott. It's definitely, you know, I, I, you know, I think Prescott, you put a gun to my head right now, Dak Prescott's your is the MVP is the of the dude. league. He's the MVP as far as I'm concerned. You know, you can give him offensive rookie of the year and MVP. I don't think anybody's ever done that, but mm-hmm. he's been the difference maker because of the stability, because he's still learning on the fly. He's basically a taller version of Russell Wilson. Okay. Very cerebral, doesn't, you know, make silly mistakes and he has he has a poise and he has a presence probably the biggest thing he's done other i i, I think he's I, I actually think he's uh told des bryant to go to you use decaf because you really haven't had <laughs> that crazy outburst that you from had him this year. i mean yeah he made josh norman be the bad guy which isn't too eat which isn't too <laughs> which hard, isn't too anyway, hard right? as it is but we yeah we know they have the great line they've got the um you know they've they've got the good running back and everything mm-hmm. like that. You know you always knew they had the receivers. Mm-hmm. So now they're and and if not for running out of time um, in the first game against the Giants, you're talking about them being um, eleven and zero. Now this is the ultimate trap game coming up Thursday night because they're a week away from uh, playing the Giants. They play the they have to come to the, uh, Jersey to play the Giants next Sunday. Okay, but they've got this Thursday night game against Minnesota. Now Minnesota, everybody was trying to everybody was saying Minnesota was you know had their best defense since mm-hmm. the eighty five Bears 
four weeks into the season. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and now they've now they've bottomed out. But this is a perfect opportunity for them because they're they're playing for their playoff lives right now as well. It's a perfect opportunity for them to come up and bite Dallas in the butt and derail their chances. And you know what? To me, this is going to be a gauge game too because this is a game that years ago when they were struggling, mm-hmm. this is a game that they would lose. If they're able to win this game, then it's it yeah, says it's, a lot. It says a lot to where where they're at right now. They're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Number two, New England. Is that a weak number two, or well, is it sort of like yeah, okay, we kind of know this. Look, you know, you know how I'm. I'm not the. I'm not the greatest quintessential. Fan. Yeah, I, I, no, I New don't. England I don't. I, I, I refuse to drink the red, white, and blue Kool Aid <laughs> in regard to the to the Patriots. That being said, yeah, because you know they're going. You know, look, they're they're going to win the AFC East most of the time because ain't nobody else there is good enough to beat them. Now, but but you mean the Giants aren't good? Well, enough? the Giants and the Giants, you know, you mean the Giants and the NFC. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no problem. I'm sorry, but I mean, think Lack about of it. Sleep. Look, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Jets. No. And as much as I like Tyrod Taylor, the Bills. Nah. No, nah. no. Nah, it's so the thing with them, they're always going to be judged by their postseason. Now. The question becomes, okay, let's say for the sake of argument, they're probably going to get the number one seed or at least the number two seed. Can you see Pittsburgh going in there to beat them? Yeah, that's a toss-up. Could you see the Raiders going in yes. there and beating them? Yes. That you know, see, that's a reality. Well, see, the only and 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 or could the Raiders you see, are, have a good record this year? They've yeah, been playing well, the very Ra- well. The Raiders, the Raiders are fine. I'm yeah. just the um, unfortunately. Their bugaboo right now is they can't beat the Chiefs. And see, the Chiefs is another mm. team that you're going to have to deal with yeah. along the way. Yeah. And and see, the thing with them is that's a that's a long standing, you know, you know, I hate your dog, you hate my dog rivalry, <laughs> going back to the old AFL. Yeah. So they're, you know, are they legit? Sure, no problem, no, no doubt about that. But I got to see them the second time at the Chiefs because the Chiefs went in there. And and you know stole their food, slapped their sister, and everything else at home. If you're a quote unquote legit team, you don't allow right. a, you don't allow a right. division foe to come in there and do that to you. And so do that to you. They got to return the favor when they go to KC. Now we've got a couple of folks tied at seven and four. You got Denver, Detroit, Atlanta, and Miami, all at seven and four. Who's gonna break it? If you had to predict, who's going to break that? I want to say none of them, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just not impressed. Like Atlanta does this every year. That's true. Atlanta does That's this every true. year. They get That's up to true. the hot. You know, they're not. You know, I mean, at least the Braves would get to the World Series, right? You know, right. Atlanta. Atlanta. You know, let's put it this way. And I know I'm a peeps some Atlanta fans, but I don't <laughs> care. The, Matt Ryan's been chasing the ghost of Michael Vick. Since he's been there, and he'll not, he ain't gonna never break break that ghost. Yeah. Say what you want about the yeah. dogs and all that stuff, yeah. but on the field, Matt yeah, Michael, Ryan, yeah, Matt Ryan will never be what Michael Vick was yeah. in Atlanta. Michael Bottom Vick mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, yeah, he really was. The Dolphins, you know, they got a little winning streak now, but 
would you? But what's making the Dolphins good? Nobody cares, and and the season's <laughs> half over, and they are you know they're like the old they're like the old Detroit Lions. They would yeah. always start off like right. say really one hot. four. Or, no, right. no, it would be opposite. They were always playing catch up. They would always start off say one and four or two and five or whatever. So, uh-huh. oh, Got to catch up now. Now they've won. What is it? They won six in a row now. Yep. And you know, I guess they still could possibly make a wild card, but. I wouldn't trust Ryan Tannehill with the new with the New Haven Steelers, let alone the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, no, I'm I I don't I don't buy into Ryan Tannehill. Same thing with uh, Matthew Stafford. I'm not. I don't. You're not. You don't no, see it. No, no. You don't I, he's see it. a. You know, put it this way. Jim Caldwell is a nice Christian man who used to coach uh, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he has said some things outside <laughs> of uh, Matthew Stafford's name, even when uh, Megatron was there. Now they've won. Now they now they've had a lot of like comfort behind wins mm-hmm. and late second wins, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not feeling the Lions. I just. I'm just. You not. just don't see it. Nah, nah. You I, just I don't see it. The crazy thing is, I have more faith in Denver strictly because of their defense mm. more than anything because. To me, in the NFL, and this is why the old Giants used to always be in the mix, mm-hmm. if you can run the ball and you can stop the run, you'll always go far in the playoffs because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give away the day that we're taping this, but we're on the verge of, uh, it's December. Right. You can't throw the ball 40, 50 times a, a year, a, a game, and be a cold-weather mm-hmm. team. That's why the Patriots, um, you know, haven't won one. I, I don't, you know, the the Seattle one, you know, that was just a, that, you know, that was like the second worst play call of all time that basically <laughs> won them the Super Bowl. But New England, to me, you can't throw the ball 40, 50 times. Uh, you know, you still, it, to me, it's still about running the ball. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I would really look at Really playing teams, some offense. Well, that's, well, see, that's the one main reason why Dallas is dangerous because you know they can run the ball. Mm-hmm. And so far, they've been able to stop the run. Now, it's funny because the one team that's beating them, the Giants, the Giants can't run the ball at all. Wow. But their defense is finally, you know, starting whatever. But see, again, I can't see Eli throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game mm-hmm. and them winning the Super and Bowl. them winning behind that. No. It's got to be more to it. Put it this way. If the Cowboys, I'm sorry. If the Giants make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because either they knocked off the Cowboys or somebody else knocked off the Cowboys. Because the other the other uh, team that people keep sleeping on is Seattle. Yeah, and 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 watching them play, they're really almost back to where they were. Yeah, and now now they now they now they now they kicked a rock this past week. Right, you know, playing Tampa Bay, but Tampa's right. another up and coming team defensively. I, I don't think I think people are sleeping on Tampa. I think Tampa's about a year away. From um, being blowing decent. that out, huh? Yeah, yeah, but 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 again, Seattle's the is uh sort of like New England because nobody else in that division is really going to grab anything because mm-hmm. we all knew when the Rams started three and zero or four and zero, people were just going tick 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 right. tick tick. At some point, the real Rams are going to show up, and as Eric Dickerson has said already, that the Rams, the real Rams, showed up. The Cardinals, they're still. In postmortem for I think they're still trying to catch uh, Cam Newton from six <laughs> six months ago, and I was, I was, I'm, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm drawing a blank on another team, but um, that division right now is just sort of in flux. So Seattle Seattle will dominate, but Seattle has proven 
because of the playoff pedigree, they've proven that they can win at home. But most mm-hmm. importantly, they got no problem coming to your house. Right. And knocking and, you and, off. And taking the food and all the yeah. other stuff that goes yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. SEC. SEC. College football. Worst season? I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that this is the worst season. These aren't the best teams coming out of the SEC. See, well, it's, What's a, going it's, a, on? it's a cop out because, see, everybody has to realize that you're not going to you know, you're not going to be the best conference every year, mm-hmm. it's, especially in college football. You're not going to, you know, is it a shame? Is, is it a crime that the best conference this year may be the Big Ten? Is it a crime that two years ago that maybe the, that last year, maybe the Pac-12 was the best conference? That's the way it should be. But see, everybody and see, I'll just come right out and say it. Everybody at the mouse and the uh, um, college football playoff judges everything by what the SEC does. Mm. Stop that. There are other conferences, there are other conferences in, 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 in uh, major football. Yeah, we know it's Alabama. It's not always Auburn and Alabama. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, it's, and, and see, they, 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 you know, put this way. If they could finagle a way to get Notre Dame into the mix, they would too. But mm-hmm. see, now they don't have that Notre Dame thing to fall back on. So right. now they're forced to have to see what Clemson does. They're forced to have to see how good Washington is. But now they're trying to sell you. Now, now Ohio State and Michigan was sort of the de facto um, mm-hmm. Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. Although was it Wisconsin and Penn State, I guess, are playing in the actual championship game but they're gonna try to you got people that are gonna try to tell you that you know maybe michigan should be one of those uh teams they lost two games you know (laughs) stop it you know then see that whole thing of well a two lost team in the big 10 is better than an undefeated team and there's so and so and so like look what are you talking about (laughs) see all these years, we you know we cried and prayed for a playoff. Right, we got the playoff got now. It. Right, but but see, as a as a colleague of mine has always said, they still want to deal with the five families, mm-hmm. i.e., the SEC, the Big Ten, mm-hmm. the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, and then I guess Notre Dame would be the fifth member of of that of the five team family. You heard so much about when Louisville got off to a big start. Already, well, their schedule's weak, and they're not this, and they're not that. And then with Washington, well, Washington's schedule's not all that. You know, they're 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 there's they're more telling you why they shouldn't be in the mm-hmm. playoff than they should. Then they be. should be. And this was even before the rankings came out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, wait a minute, could, could you let could you let things play out, please? Because me personally, the best game I saw all year, and the Ohio State Michigan game was great. Clemson-Louisville, a rematch of that game would be one hell of a bowl game mm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But they've already talked, you know, you know, now that Louisville's lost, I guess, a couple of games now, they got whooped by Houston, another team that they've been trying to push out of the mix as well. But that's the problem. I, I was all for it when, when they were going to make it a level playing field, but it's becoming like the NCAA basketball tournament. They want, they, they, there's no room for a Cinderella. Yeah. They want, you know, they, they want, want all what they the want. Big, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if that's the case, then might as well just go back to the old ways then. One minute. Black college football. 
Uh, My got, Aggies got spanked. I think it was hangover from the, the spanking they got a week before, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. it happens. It, it happens. happens. And, 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 the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's that's a growing rivalry. Oh, oh it's, we, it's, it's more than grown. Yeah. It's more than grown. Now. So that mm-hmm. that has been something that was... Big, big picture. Yep. Right now, I think of the remaining thing. It's Grambling's to lose now. Really? I think so. I think I think Grambling can beat all. I think Grambling can beat Alcorn. They can can they beat Central? It'll be interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm calling that big, the, it's the Rod Broadway Invitational because he coached both teams. <laughs> so that'll be the more than likely. That's going to be your that's celebration. That's a good way to look at it. Well, that's going to be your celebration bowl more than likely, barring mm-hmm. you know, barring anything crazy. Although Alcorn. Alcorn gets up for big games. I'll give, I'll yeah, give them they that do. much. They I, do. I get, and, well, you and, know, Swag Conference always is up for the big game. Well, you know, there's the game, and then there's the other game with the fifth right. quarter stuff, too. Right. So it's just a matter of which one you want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Tony McLean is editor emeritus of the Black Athlete College Network. Did I get it right? Sports. Sports, Sports. Network. <laughs> yeah, we talk about colleges, but no. Black Athlete Sports Network. Network. Boom. Black Athlete Sports Network. BASN. He, he is always, I got to remember that. I like that. He, he is also a former sports writer for the New Haven Register and a graduate of Southern Connecticut State University. And then and, and, and the eventual Class M champion, Hill House Academic. Ah, there, I see, said it. He said it. So, once again, this has been the show on WNHHLP FM. Thank you for joining us. Hello to my friends all over the universe who decided to listen to the stream. Appreciate you. See you next Media Maven Tuesday.